Welcome to episode 92 of the Business of Making podcast. This is part one of a two-part massive episode that we recorded where we're doing a bit of a reflection on 2020, how it was for us, how it was for our communities, and uh, maybe a little peek at to what we think the new year has in store for us all. So it's a very personal, sort of a rambly episode Uh, And these two episodes will be the final episodes of the year with, of course, a Patreon episode at the end of the month. And we're taking a little break at uh, the end of November throughout December, but we'll be back in January. And we'll tell you more about that later in the show. So let's get started. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. G'day, old Jess here. Welcome back to the Business of Making podcast. As always, I'm here with my lovely co-hosts, Mick. Hello. And Deb. Bonjour. Should we ever be like, like, I feel like we're not like those fancy podcasts where they're like, I'm Jess Van Den and I'm here with Deborah Engelmeyer and Michaela Danvers. Yeah, nah, that's not us. That's not us. No. We're too friendly and casual for that. Yeah, that's true. Like, you can see our full bios and last names spelled correctly on our website at thebusinessofmaking.com. That's right. So, yeah, today we actually have a, a one half of two part episode. Well, we're planning on it being a two-part episode because we want to do a bit of a big recap of 2020, talk about our own experiences of this year, maybe tap into some of the experiences of our community, our students, our colleagues, and just sort of do a bit of a debrief episode, I think, on what has been a really big year for all of us in different ways. But before we do that, we actually have a bunch of announcements. Exciting stuff is happening. So yeah, we're really looking forward to some of these things. Well, probably all of these things, let's be honest. Um, number one is we are starting a book club. Now, if you're in our membership, well, not our membership, our free Facebook group, which is over at businessmaking.com forward slash Facebook, you can find that. Uh, we've been mentioning this for a while. I think we mentioned it on the podcast a little while back as well, um, that we were thinking about doing a book club. So, because we all love, you know, the three of us love reading business books, you know, self-improvement type books, all that sort of stuff. And uh, obviously you all know by now if you're a regular listener that Michaela's a professor and uh, she's working on her PhD. I was going to say I'm not technically a professor. <laughs> let's, let's you're just teaching be clear. university. Yes, That's I mean, cool. in America I think um, I'd be classed as a professor, but in the university hierarchy I'm nowhere near professor status. Just for anyone who's in Australia in academic going, really? Is she? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm a lecturer at the moment. Right. I work my way up to being a professor. Professors even above PhD level, you gotta like go through all Super the fancy. years and years of stuff. <laughs> She's on the way. I'm on the way. I'm on the way. That's it. She's Just, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> so she's our academic, she's the academic brain here. So we wanted to share some of these books with you and we have asked in our Facebook group for some suggestions, which has been great. Thank you so much for everybody who has suggested books. If you have a suggestion, head on over there and let us know or just hit us up on Instagram at The Business of Making and let us know a book that you think would be a really good fit for this particular audience, this particular tribe of peeps, to use some slang. 
Um, so the first book we've chosen is called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Now, I've read this. I believe, Deb, you've read it as well in the past. Yeah, I yep. have, yeah. Mick has re- not read, read it. it again now. Yeah, I'll reread it as well. I haven't read it for a couple of years. The reason we picked this, one, it's really short, <laughs> so it's a quick read. It's not a really deep, involved, you know, tome of a book. So I just got sh- it on Audible and it's only like two and a half hours. So yeah, if you yeah. drive to work and it takes half an hour to drive to work, that's like a week. You could do it in a week. Cool. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so we picked it. it there are some... Uh, challenging areas of this book for, for some of us. Are there <laughs> atheists among us? Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but, you know, it's all about picking out the bits that work for you with these sorts of books as far as I'm concerned. And there is some good stuff in this book. Uh, it's about sort of pushing through resistance or fighting with resistance. And if you're familiar with, uh, you know, um, military strategy, you may recognize the play on the title. The Art of War is the original book by um, a Japanese, I can't remember his name, Sun Tzu, Japanese or Chinese I can't remember military strategist from ye olde times, uh, which I have not read. But anyway, it's it's sort of a play on that, and it's about sort of fighting fighting against resistance, which is the thing that holds us back from doing our creative work. So we're going to read that over the next few months, and I think it's we're basically planning on doing like two months per book to give you plenty of time because we know you're all busy, we're busy, so I believe we're going to be discussing this one in early February. So if you'd like to join us and read along with us and give your thoughts in the Facebook group as you read, The War of Art by Stephen, that's Stephen with a, a V, Pressfield. Uh, you should be able to get this at your li- local library. You can get it on Amazon or any other book-selling platform. So, yep, that is announcement number one. And each what we'll do is... uh you know, we'll announce the book and then we'll give you two months to read it and then we'll do like a book club episode. And in that book club episode, we'll announce the next book as well as kind of talking about the things that we've learned from the book we've just read. So I'm excited about that as the book nerd that I am. Yeah, I am very excited about it too. We've been talking about it kind of like behind the scenes between us for a while. Then we, I think it kind of like happened on the podcast naturally. We were like, maybe we should tell it. And then someone picked it up on our like social and said, we actually, you mentioned a book club, we should do it. And so um, yeah, it's happening. I'm very excited about it. So yes, we're looking forward to that. All right. So that's announcement number one. Announcement number two is our, about our Patreon. So first of all, big thank you to everybody who has and is supporting us on Patreon. You guys are amazing. And we're actually, you know, getting a bit of money in now to cover all our costs pretty much, which is fantastic. <laughs> so we're really excited about that, but we're just making a little bit of a change to the tiers on Patreon. So at the moment we've got one dollar, five dollar and and sorry, one dollar, three dollar and five dollar. So silver, gold and platinum. Uh we are changing it so that it's going to be three dollar, five dollars and ten dollars. Now the three dollar is staying as as it is. That's just basically a hey thanks for supporting us. You can see our behind the scenes goofy videos. Uh the five dollar level is mostly staying it is. So if you're on the five dollar level you get the extra episode, so the Patreon exclusive episode every month. You get early access and a discount to any events or, you know, workshops or anything that we do. But the thing that's changing is the shout out. Um, so anyone on the $3 or $5 tier already gets, um, listed on our website as a supporter. We're going to keep doing that, but the shout outs that we do on the show will only now be available to those who choose the $10 tier and who remain a patron for two months. So you need to sign up at the $10 tier, remain a patron at that amount for two months, 
and then um, we will do a shout out. And we plan on doing a bit more of an involved shout out than we do now, like a little bit more detail, tell a little bit more about your shop and your business. So it's kind of an ad, but not an ad. You know, it's kind on, of like on, you're sponsoring the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're just going to do one per episode instead yeah. of doing two. So, yeah, so that's how we're going to change things out, which is not a huge change, but just a heads up. Also, now, just to be really clear, like if you're currently on a $5 one, this isn't changing you to $10. You stay no. you stay where you are. Like if you're already a patron, nothing changes <laughs> unless you no, choose yeah. to change. So, Correct. Yeah. Anyone who's already signed up the $5 tier will eventually get the shout-out. Um, because you signed up when that was still a thing. And this is, this change is not happening till the 2nd of February, 2021. So if you're smart <laughs> and you want the shout out, sign up now at the $5 level and you will still get it. So you've got a little bit of time to get in there if you would like uh, access to that at the cheaper level. It's just going forward. We honestly, it's because we're getting so many amazing patrons signing up. We just don't have time to, you know, we're going to run out of time to do all the shout outs. So we had to make it a little bit more exclusive to do the shout outs on but the this show. This is like, it's so relevant to everyone in a product business. If you're selling out and getting overwhelmed with people buying your thing at a certain price, what do you do? You, you raise the price. your prices <laughs> because you want less people at that price point. So um, yeah, do that, yeah. everyone. That's it. Yeah. So, and that's why we're not changing who gets the extra episode. Like five dollar two gets the extra episode. Still, that's that's the way it's going to be because we think that's a fair price for one extra episode a month, uh, and we didn't want to make that more expensive. So, thank you so much, everybody. Just a heads thank up, that's guys. what's happening. Uh, yeah, if you wanna, if you're not already the five dollar patron and you want to get the shout out at five dollars, sign up before the second of January 2021, and you will still be eligible for that. After that, it will only be the ten dollar patrons who remain patrons for two months before they get the shout out. So there we go. That's number two announcement. Number two. I'm glad you're bearing with us here. I know that it's like announcements. <laughs> <laughs> but um, look, we usually don't do that, and I listen to so many podcasts that are like. There's 15 minutes of ads before they get into the content. Like oh, to a so point where you're just like skipping 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 <laughs> seconds, just to like get to the core of the content. So, you know, this is better, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is stuff we need you to know. Yeah, yeah, it's important. And I just want to also announce that um, Deb is fostering a cat who has finally come out from underneath the couch and I can see her like walking around in the background and it like makes walking me on, on her windowsill and stuff, which is super cute. I know I'm very excited. I'm like, look at her. She's on the windowsill. Cool, living her life. She's emerging from terror. She's emerging, yeah. She's still very scared and hissing a lot, but she also purrs. <laughs> Progress. <laughs> so cute. Um, the third announcement is an exciting one for us. And this, the reason we're talking to you about this is because, well, one, yay, celebration, but two, we want to make the point about the whole it takes time to make a profit out of a business thing. Now, you probably are all aware that this is a side thing for the three of us. You know, we all have our own jobs and businesses and other things. And I don't think going into it, our goal was to make a whole lot of money, uh, especially not in the short term. But, hey, wow. it's also a business, so it's nice to make a bit of money. But we are paying ourselves something for the very first time since we started this, which was two years ago. <laughs> two years. And full disclaimer, I don't think that this payment – even gets close to what we invested initially <laughs> so we're not even like <laughs> quite there but it's nice to be like hey we could like get a little bit of money out of the account and pay ourselves this yeah month. we're paying ourselves like what a hundred dollars two hundred like it's not a lot of it's like well, a christmas bonus. christmas bonus christmas bonus with no salary throughout the year yeah 
I think I think too it's good to be transparent about this because you know we do um I mean we just said like we've got so many patrons now it's hard to do the shout outs but I don't want everyone to think oh wow like they must be making heaps of money like we're not actually making any money (laughs) we're not paying ourselves every week this is literally our first payment and following on from what you were just saying Jess it really does um go back to being persistent in your business Mm. and not giving up too quickly when you're not making money straight away because it does take time to build that momentum to be able to pay yourself for sure yeah Yeah. so maybe one day Maybe by next the end of next year we would have got our investment back that we put in at the start and then we might actually start making a profit after three years. In no defense, though, <laughs> like we're not really trying to make money as well. Like, you know, True. we do it's have not, a workshop that you can buy online that we sell, uh, that we sold and taught live like a year ago or so, mm-hmm. maybe maybe a bit more than that now. And it you, it's available, you know, you can buy it on the, on the website, record it now. But, um, you know, we haven't done more than that. And, you know, if we really wanted to push this to be like a profit and for us to make a wage of it and blah, 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 we would probably have created more product and tried different services and maybe, and, you know, we wanted to, but then COVID and the whole idea of having workshops around Australia, and like doing a conference and all of that, kind of disappeared. Thank God we oh, didn't yeah. plan anything, like lock yeah. anything in this year. Yeah. That would have been tra- yeah. disaster. disaster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so we are excited about paying ourselves a little Christmas bonus. I don't know what we're going to do with it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. I'll think about it. Something fun, though. Buy some books. Probably going to buy books. Buy yeah. books. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. no, well, maybe we should get a massage. Maybe I'll get a massage. Mm-hmm. Handlebox is That's like a good. really nice yes. long massage. That's yeah. a good point, actually. Mm. Yeah, maybe we should all do that. I think I'm yeah. going to do that for my birthday in two weeks. So oh, nice. Get two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be very relaxed. <laughs> I, had, I had a massage and a facial when I went up and visited my friend in Townsville a few weeks ago, and I was falling asleep during the facial. Mm. My friend's like, I can hear these little snores going. <laughs> And I said, look, I was, I kept like falling asleep, but then not like trying to wake myself up. Like, oh, don't fall asleep. You want to enjoy it. Don't fall asleep. That's funny. But it was so relaxing. <laughs> you need to be on that line between falling asleep and yeah. you're able to enjoy the moment. That's kind of where really it was difficult. mostly. Yeah. Like really light sleep, but it was great. <laughs> so, but honestly, I mean, I, and I think everybody listening really can pick up the fact that we do this for fun and we love hanging out together it's like especially this year I think has brought home how important it is to spend time with with people Mm. who you know you can be comfortable with and have fun with and we're definitely in that boat together you know it's nice to just hang out and see each other and have you know spend some time with colleagues I know obviously Mick has colleagues at work but Deb and I don't so yeah. Apart from, you know, my husband who works with me. but And the just, cat now. Yeah, yeah, and the cats. Yeah, but, um, yeah hissing it's, cat. It's a different experience for sure, hanging out with, with people, like-minded people. Yeah, well, that's it's very, I mean, you're right, I do have colleagues at work and they're great and it's funny, like when I used to be at the uni, only sometimes I would have this little boxy office at the back and I never would see anyone ever, like mm. when I taught. And even just moving into this joint office that we have now is a huge difference to my enthusiasm for everything as well and the just the collaboration and stuff but still though I feel the same isolation in the business side of things because my mm. colleagues aren't business owners so yeah having you guys to chat to is really nice I like it. yeah 
So I think that wraps up all of our announcements uh, for today. Yeah, so book club, don't forget. And um, we'll put, obviously, the link to that book in the show notes of this episode, which you can find over on our website, thebusinessofmaking.com, if you want to if you're not sure about exactly which book it is. And we'll put the link to the book in our Facebook group as well and probably on Instagram at some stage just to announce it so it's easy for you to find. Hey there, makers. If you need to figure out what pain point your product solves, you can check out our 5 Wise Technique download. The 5 Wise Technique is a great way to go beyond the superficial reasons a customer makes a purchase and find out their deeper motivations. You can download this and a bunch of other cool stuff at thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash get freebies. It's all one word, get freebies. Good luck. But yeah, let's get on with uh, the rest of the episode. So 2020, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yep. It's, It's interesting, I think, for me especially, Okay, so let's explain. First of all, I think it's important we explain like where we are. So I'm in Brisbane, Australia, uh, in Queensland, and um, Mick's in Canberra, which is in the ACT, and Deb's in Sydney, well, just outside Sydney in New South Wales. Mm. Now, being in Australia and not being in Victoria, none of us are in Victoria, which is the hardest hit area of Australia that had a massive lockdown for a couple of months. Everyone in Victoria has had a very different experience uh, of 2020 to the rest Very of Australia. Different, yes. Mm. So we can't speak to that experience. You know, for me here in, in Queensland, we had a lockdown for like maybe two months. Was it April, May sort of time? And then honestly, now life is pretty much normal. Like nobody wears masks. The only real difference is when you go to a restaurant, you have to sign in, sign out or any other, you know, venue. And mm. that's about it. You know, we don't have any cases. Yeah. Everybody's pretty much going about normal life. You are still a bit aware, you know, you try to social distance and stuff like that, but life pretty much is going normally here now. Mm. Uh, How about you guys? Yeah, same. No mask. It's same thing. You just kind of scan yourself in when you get into a restaurant or, you know, sign a piece of paper saying, I'm here with this person and we're going to be here for two hours so they can track you if there was a case in that restaurant and they want to like, you know, let you know. But yeah, nothing is really, everything has kind of got back to normal, but there is an heaviness. Mm. Um, there's some stuff that we also got used to, like, you know, having to scan yourself and everyone knowing where you're at all time, because this scanning mm. yourself is new. I don't really mind it. I mean, I've got, you know, a smartphone, so I'm being tracked mm. anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's a weird thing. And then restaurants are also a bit different. You have to only be there for like, I think it's an hour and a half or two hours limit. So, you mm. know, you're a bit rushed. It's like, and then the tables are very far apart. You kind of have bigger groups, like, you know, there's all this sort of stuff. Um, I haven't gone to a wedding or a funeral, so I can't. I don't know how that would be. Mm. I think there's some rules there as well, definitely in terms of like the size of groups and all. But other than that, and like spraying disinfectant at the gym after you finish with your, you know, your weights or whatever, mm. like my life hasn't changed all that much. Like it's, it got back to normal, but there is, it's more of a mental load, like just an heaviness. Everyone mm. is tired and we're not really seeing an end to it too soon I think as well it's not like oh cool 2020 is about to come to an end let's wrap it up move on to 2021 I'm not Mm. so sure 2021 is going to be a lot better a lot different it will improve but you know definitely the beginning of 2021 is I think going to look a lot like now yeah (laughs) sadly so yeah I do feel um tired but not for the reason that you know some of you in like heavily like lockdown areas or with a lot more cases and 
uh, we know homeschooling and like, I, I feel like we are, you know, air quote doing pretty well yeah. in that sense. Mm. Um, yeah, pretty similar here. I feel like being in the university system, it's really interesting. Our university has opted for a more cautious route than ACT Health has advised that we need to do. So um, the uni is classed as a school, so we could just operate as normal, but we took everything online. Um, still most classes are on- online. We've just started timetabling for next semester and students will be coming back in first uh, first year levels. We're trying to make everything on campus because the students struggle quite a bit with doing mm-hmm. everything online. Um, but the stipulation is that everyone will be wearing masks. So oh, wow, okay. Yeah, which is interesting because throughout the whole building and in, in every building in Canberra, we have the four square meter rule. So there's like limits on numbers, mm-hmm. but they have now taken that restriction away for next semester, but have stipulated that people will wear masks. That's like four months away. So who knows? It might change mm-hmm. before then anyway. Um, yeah. I don't know who supplies the masks. I don't know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's kind of, um, the only, it's funny, different. Businesses in Canberra are handling it different ways. I've been really interested in looking at the way that different places um, visualise the communication of whatever they need people to do, so the social distancing and what they, like the directives that they want people to do. I'm really interested in the actual design of those, like the signage and stuff, so I've been taking photos of those. But, the yeah, the interesting thing is with the different businesses, Bunnings here has been really, like, they have signs of us saying, please wear a mask in Bunnings. And, hmm. um, uh, yeah, we kind of did for, like, a week or so there and a lot of their staff members are wearing masks. Um, but, like, everyone's kind of, it's weird because it's, like, just generally just walking around in Canberra, no one is because the, that the directory the directive is not there to do so. Like, it's, it's deemed well, unnecessary. We haven't had a case in, like, forever. We had mm-hmm. we had one recently, but it was a diplomat okay. returning from overseas, and they were oh, completely yeah. quarantined, so yeah, it was not an issue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, besides that one, we haven't had one for like three months or something. So mm-hmm. everyone, I think, feels pretty safe, but also just the general um, feeling, I think, is that people are very willing to follow instructions here. Like mm-hmm. if if they said to wear a mask, people would be like, "Yep, cool, we'll do it." Oh yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's fu- it's funny going into different places where they are sort of wanting to be. Uh, more cautious and going oh yeah this is still a thing that we should be doing mm. <laughs> and yeah it's just interesting going through different places yeah but besides well, another, that, pretty normal yeah another thing that's happening obviously now is our borders are opening up so mm. if you're not you may not know this but our borders between states were closed for quite a long time um especially into victoria but also here in queensland like we closed the borders to any other states for a couple of months mm. and that's starting to reopen now mm. i actually flew like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So I flew within my state, which is a big state. <laughs> but it was really interesting to do that and see who was wearing masks and who mm. wasn't wearing masks. Uh, none of the staff, none of the hosties or the, the, the captains or anything were wearing masks. Uh, some people on the plane were. I wore a mask. Uh, it's, it's the only time I've worn a mask during this mm. entire thing mm. was on the flight there and back. Uh, but, you know, the vast majority of people weren't, even on the flight back, which was completely packed. People were pretty good about social distancing in the airports and stuff, but mm. once you're on the plane, there's <laughs> none of yeah, that. You do. No, yeah, no. so that's why I wore a mask. And yeah. obviously, um, you know, we're also using, well, to a certain extent, still using hand sanitizer mm. and stuff. And, and there is a, there is still that weird distance thing. Like I'll hug my friends and family, but 
you know, like my softball game the other day, you know, we didn't high five or anything at the end of oh, the game. Oh, yeah, that in was, sports you know, we're not doing any of that. So, yeah, they're mm. still being quite cautious around all our sports that we play in the ACT, so yeah. there's yeah. no handshaking or anything after the games. I mean, they say social distancing, but it's like, you know, it's soccer, so you're going to tackle people yeah. and you're going to touch them and stuff. But, um, yeah, all those kind of yeah, things. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely a little bit place. awkward, like running into someone in the street that you would usually, like, give a big hug to. You're, mm. It's kind of like, hey. Uh, just keep our distances eh yeah, yeah. it's like really weird. weird I wonder if this is going to stay for a bit longer like I mm. wonder if we're integrating this into our society like to a point where it will be like I think people I don't know I think people individuals will for sure I don't mm, think yeah. um I don't think it will be a generalized thing it'll just be how cautious people are generally like if anyone yeah. was ever sort of cautious about germs to begin with um you know those people will definitely be cautious I think for a long long time whereas you know yeah. I'm really like give me all the germs so I would probably not worry too much about it but again I don't want to give people germs so mm. like yeah it's that sort of um is dichotomy the right word of like I yeah. don't want to infect people but I'm less worried about being infected sort of thing so it's yeah, yeah this hard thing and I'm just talking about general germs I'm not talking about COVID like COVID yeah. everyone should fucking keep their shit together <laughs> so no one's yeah. gonna see anyone yeah yeah, yeah. It's been, yeah, I think it's really interesting, you know, especially being Australians, we're a very, um, I think we're a very socially conscious group of people, as in we live, is it a social democracy or I think it's not, it's a social democracy, not democratic socialism, that's a different thing. I always know yeah. between the two things. <laughs> in other words, we're sure, we're a capitalist society, but we also have a very strong sense of um being one society and, you know, having a social yeah. safety net and looking out for each other and putting other people first. You would uh, so, hope so. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no. like some things really just contradict that idea completely, you know, yeah. stuff in the news and whatever. I'm just like, oh, my God, are we living in a good society or is just everyone just fucked up and, you know. Honestly, I think yeah. putting us in comparison to some other places, I think we're doing very well. Um, yeah. I yeah. also think we're very... Yeah, we're very laid back and we're happy to just, we're happy to, mo- uh, the vast majority of us are happy to go along with, you know, government uh, dictates about, yeah. you know, the rules they've put in place to protect other people because we understand it's protecting mm. other people and yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so I think as a general rule, we've been very good at that. And that's how we have, especially Victoria, hats off, you know, to them and applause mm. for all that mm. really, really hard lockdown they've been through. Uh, but now they have no cases, so they it, it has worked. I'm so and relieved, like, for my friends that are down there, and I know yeah. one in particular, she's been having a really hard time just, like, because it's fucking hard, like, yeah. having two little kids at home and mm-hmm. just the, yeah, like you were saying, Deb, like the weight mm. of it, everything feels really heavy, and so I'm just so relieved yeah. and I hope that they can just have a bit more freedom now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and we can all like see our families for Christmas and all of those yeah. sorts of things. So I think, you know, we still have our borders closed, our international borders are closed, and mm. I can't see that changing anytime soon if they want to keep it, the virus out. Except to New Zealand, they can come mm. here now. Yeah, they can come, but we can't go. Yeah, no, not and, yet. You know, we're talking about like two small nations, like having a <laughs> one-way entry. But yeah, this has been a bit tougher for me because obviously my family is overseas. My brother is in Canada. My parents are in France. They actually are in the process. Well, my dad is retired. My mom is at the end of the year and they're in the process of moving into a small house so that they would just have that as a, you know, a base. And then the idea was to spend a fair bit of time with me here and with my brother in Canada, which we were all excited about. Like, you know, yay, retirement for them. That's great. <laughs> Um, but obviously that's not happening for them and I haven't seen them in a year now 
um, I don't think I will for another couple. And so mm-hmm. it's a bit tough. Like I try not to think about it too often because I know it's not going to be a possibility anytime soon. So there's no need into, you know, trying to like keep that at the fore. Like, yeah, I think the in Australia, the when they did the budget not long ago, they had to explain what they used um, to do the budget on, like what assumption they were using. And they essentially said they wouldn't reopen. The, the borders were estimated to be closed until the end of 2021. Mm-hmm. So that's I another mean, year with yeah, border closed. They're not letting and, anyone even book travel for a university research or anything like that for the whole yeah. of next year. I mean, we still have like 30,000 Australian people that are like stranded overseas because they can't even fly home anyway because there's not enough planes allowed into mm-hmm. Australia because we have quotas of how many passengers can come into the country. Mm-hmm. So even if you were allowed to get out, which you can't, I'm, like I'm not legally allowed to go out even to France, even though I am French, uh, even if you could somehow, you would really struggle to come back to Australia. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a big mess. I've, I've filed that in the part of my brand that says you won't see your family for a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to find like, because I'm like an, an, an like ethnol positive, like optimist person. I'm like, okay, well, what's good then? <laughs> and I'm like, well, Nick's family is in the same state. So even if they yeah. cross border states in Australia, we can still go and see them. We can spend, spend Christmas with his family, which we wouldn't have done, you know, and his brother is having another kid. So we'll, you know, there'll still be like Christmas mm-hmm. spirit and all that stuff, which is really exciting. But yeah, it's, it's heavy. I think because none of us is used to, I think this whole COVID thing has forced us all to live a lot more in the present than what we're usually able to do. Like, I think we project a lot. Like, you know, we're not constantly thinking about the next two years. Like, you don't walk in, the, like, in your day-to-day life going, what am I going to do in two years from now? But there is that sense of possibility and travel and holidays and, and having some, like, control on your life, which I, that mm. kind of has been removed. <laughs> and okay. so we've all had to, like, learn to not have that, which is weird on the brain and to be happy with what we can and what we have at the moment, which is maybe not what we wanted. So mm-hmm. it's been an exercise of like changing the way you look at, yeah, your life. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really, really good point. Um, we're in a similar boat to you, Deb, because Nick's parents are in England and his mm. brother's in Canada. Thank God we went and visited his brother and their kids last January. So at least we saw them and we hadn't seen them for years. Uh, his parents were supposed to visit us here this year. That's, you know, and they're getting older. You know, they're in their seventies now, and it, yeah. it is a concern. You're like, when are we going to be able to see them again? But, I mean, you know, it's, he skypes with them every week, but it's not the same as, as knowing. Same, yeah. In the you know, the past in in pre-COVID times, you're like, well, I know that in 2021 we're going to go visit them, and like it's, mm-hmm. it's in the calendar, and you've got that to look forward to. But now it's like, who the hell knows? We really, yeah, you know, you don't know. We don't know when we're going to see them again, and yeah, it's it, it's difficult and. I think, you know, especially our generation, we've definitely grown up as a global citizen. Like mm-hmm. you can go anywhere you want, whenever you want, as long as you can afford it, you know, you, you have the freedom to travel the world and having that shut down uh, can be very difficult, especially as we have, you know, the diaspora across the world, people have immigrated and everywhere. And I think it's, yeah, it's been a big, big change, just a, a yeah. big shift in the whole that the whole world is experiencing um mm. it may be different in a, you know obviously here in australia because we do have the hard border closures and stuff i know it's not the same in other countries like europe they're all still you know <laughs> traveling yeah. around in america i think i don't know if they've had really any border closures maybe some but yeah, yeah it's it's a different experience depending on where you are in the world so mm. i know we are um, quite isolated down here yeah I know I just had a thought that I had forgotten to mention before with the because you were saying Deb that you haven't been to any weddings or anything like that I know um 
a girl on my soccer team had to just completely postpone her wedding mm. um, in Canberra and they're doing it soon, I think. But, like, we had my mother-in-law passed away and um, we had her funeral and she was the type of person who would have had, like, 300 people easy at her funeral and we mm. had to limit it to, I think, 80 and I think about 70 came. And that was hard for like my husband and his family because they would have like mm. they knew how many people would have liked to come and you know like they're like you can't you have to socially distance at their funeral they're like oh fuck that <laughs> sorry like we were hugging everyone because you just can't not it's like a mm. it's a physical need so yeah. that was really difficult too um because it was right sort of smack bang in the middle of pretty much everything being shut so that was mm. really hard yeah mm. Yeah, I had a friend who cancelled her wedding as well. Yeah. So all of those sorts of big changes. And, of course, Deb has definitely had the biggest change yeah. this year. Yeah, see, it's funny. Like I remember when at the beginning of Can the I'm like, pandemic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like at the beginning of the pandemic, I think we did an episode on that. And I was just essentially I was the very short version is I was moving overseas in April. <laughs> makes me laugh now (laughs) when I say that because it sounds so ridiculous but I didn't know people Mm. (laughs) so end of uh, March or mid-March OBC stuff started being like pretty crazy and so we had to cancel that but Nick had already kind of quit his job and we had like you know um like we were selling our furniture and we were meant to really move out so there was a lot of like uh undoing that plan and staying here instead which was difficult um, at first, because this is something I had been working on, you know, a, a, a basis of my business was the freedom of being able to work anywhere, the freedom to um, say to Nick, you don't have to work. I can, you know, I can provide for the two of us for a while while we travel. And so I was quite happy to have reached that milestone. And then, you know, this kind of hit me in the face. But how privileged is that sentence that I just mm. said still, you know? <laughs> so I had to check myself really quickly. And then um, honestly, I feel like... Um, it's just disappointment, right? Like, it's just yeah. disappointment. There was a bit of grieving that project. Now I feel like this was a different person that made that plan that it was 10 years ago. I can't even remember that I... <laughs> made that plan um and I look at all the things that I have done since then that I would not have been able to do within my business for example if I had been overseas because mm-hmm. I you know I just would have had different what would have happened do you think because you were going to go to Indonesia first were you yeah I was going to be in Indonesia first well I think so we what, would like, have been forced back home essentially because they called right. back Australians at around April May they were like you have to go home now we're closing borders right. really strictly so mm. come home and it was really hard to get flights you either you get stranded overseas or we would have been forced back home and then it would have been home but without the house and mm. so we would have had to somehow find another, a new place to live and all that um so it would have been annoying it would have been like oh okay great so we moved out to move back in three weeks later <laughs> yeah. might as well so it actually was good that it happened when yeah, it happened so we left could the house we could yes before we left nick was able to like um sign mm-hmm. another um contract as a teacher and thankfully because uh, there was that too like you know they're going to keep the schools open is he going to be able to sign <laughs> a new contract blah 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 but he was able to so we got pretty lucky um and now i'm just looking back at how you know well this year's turned out differently and so I've used it differently too. I've had a lot of opportunities that I've been able to say yes to this year that I would have said no to if I was overseas for lack of time. And so I'm just looking, again, it's like positive Debbie, right? <laughs> I'm just looking at like, well, this, you know, this was only possible because of this and that. So yeah, a bit of a pivot mentally. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting um, 
we obviously didn't announce this at the beginning of the show, but we will be running the business, uh, sorry, the State of Handmade uh, survey again at the beginning of 2021. So we are very interested in seeing the difference uh, or any differences between last year's mm. survey and this year. We are going to obviously add a COVID section uh, as well and, yeah. and ask specifically about how that's affected your business. Just quietly, for my research, I'm data. so happy that we did the survey last year <laughs> because <laughs> it gives me at least a baseline data for the Australian like cohort mm-hmm. um, because everything everyone's answers for everything that I'm going to ask as part of my research is different now. Like COVID has changed so much, just everyone's situations, which is completely fine. Like it might be for the worse, it might be for the better, but it would Mm. have been great to be able to get some of that information before and then do like a Mm. contrast to after. But now all I have is the after. So the only thing I have to go back on is obviously all the stuff that I've covered in my literature review of stuff that exists but it's all a little bit different and the closest Mm. thing is our business and making survey that we did in the beginning of 2020 so (laughs) I'm glad we did it when we did because yeah I think it'll be interesting to see how things have changed Mm. in the new year and going forward over the next few years as well um so you know let's kind of dial in and talk about business a little bit so in April I think April was the big sort of month where everything really hit everybody Mm -hmm. I know for me, my memberships went down. You know, a lot of people left the Thriver Circle and I think Deb had a similar experience with her membership community at that time. Yep. Yep. And uh, that was because I think it was the crazy uncertainty. Like nobody knew what the hell was going to happen. People, you know, lockdowns were starting to happen. People were losing jobs or were worried about losing their jobs. So I think that huge amount of uncertainty really, really um, contributed to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely turned around. It really only was that month. And then ever since then, things have sort of slowly crept back to normal. Yeah. And it's always difficult to judge because when, you know, I've been running my membership for what, five years, six years now, and membership always fluctuates depending on the marketing you're doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to sort of judge that people coming in. But people have been coming in. Um, I've run, I ran my, I've run my course set up shop three times this year. Normally I only do two, but I actually did a, a lockdown special edition sort of thing in, in, so I, I ran it in March as per normal. And then by the sort of end of March, mid April, people were like, Oh my God. And I thought, well, should I do another one? Because all these people are maybe losing their jobs and they might want to really pivot to their handmade businesses. So I ran it again in, in May and got a bunch of people signing up. Ran it again. This it's running at the moment, so I got even more people signing up. So there's definitely still plenty of people out there who are, you know, have a bit of money to invest in in growing their businesses. So that's been my experience at this point in time. How about you, Deb? Yeah, very similar. Um, definitely, end of March, April was a little bit scary, as in, oh god, <laughs> okay, cancellation, cancellations. <laughs> um, but it was. Almost compensated almost immediately in May with mm. people that actually realized this was an opportunity for them to spend more time building their business because they were going down in the hours at work or they lost their job. And so instead of getting into fear mode, they got into like, okay, opportunity, I can do this with my mm. business. Um, so that compensated. And so me- the membership kind of like, yeah, it went back to its normal level. Um, and then it, I think... You know, to a point, I think it helped me to uh, because 
I hate the word leader, but as you know, when you have a membership and members are interacting with you and you're coaching them and you're developing training for them, um, you are expected to kind of lead the way as to how we're going to manage this, which was difficult because we were all doing like discovering what this mm. pandemic was at the same time and what it could mean at the same time. Um, but I think that giving myself to, you know, my membership and my members at that time helped me in uh, with myself, like giving over the fact that I wasn't going to mm. go overseas and do all this stuff and because I had to show up for them. And so it allowed me to actually, like, again, like I was looking for opportunities rather than like going into fear. And instead of thinking, you know, oh, people are going to cancel, this is the end of the world. I'm never, you know, <laughs> boo, boo, boo. I was going, okay, how can I support the people I have now even more? And so I added two extra um, calls one that was more because I felt the need to like have more of a community hangout in essence, you know, mm. like a Zoom call where everyone can go and this turn into beautiful like accountability groups and kind of a mastermind thing that I would never have done that if I was overseas because, you know, me traveling, mean internet not as stable, it would have been more difficult to do more live calls during the month. So essentially I've been able to do more things with the membership, which now looking back, I'm like, this is great. I'm glad I've done that. Mm. And like, um, calls for new members as well and so it's been nice in that way to be able to see okay there is opportunities there rather than just like fear 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 so yeah it's it's compensated I still think it will fluctuate a lot again mm. in the next few months uh, you know events everywhere in the world um, election in the US like there's going to be a lot of I don't know what 2021 is going to look like but I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's more month coming that we're going to be like cancellation cancellation mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> and then it goes back up and I think it's it, you know we have enough experience as well just to see that this is it's still scary when it happens but you you start like thinking in terms of trend and um it's also a business model that's fairly that's easy with that because you can see trend happening slowly and you, you know, it's not like suddenly you lose all your member, you see that it's going down faster, but there's time to kind of like change things. And mm. yeah. Yeah. I've seen, a, I've seen a bit more cancellations in, in the last month or so. Mm. Um, and like you said, you know, cases are growing in the U S and in Europe, I yeah. know, Europe especially. Uh, so that may have an impact down the mm. line as well. I did similar in my group. Like I, I, had like weekly chats instead of you know so I sort of upped the amount of time we yeah. had to just hang out together and and just I think that was really important I think it really served a purpose during that time to help people mm. connect and not feel so isolated um and so I think we both as well well we had to look for how do we help our people mm. and like we're not going to make up stuff like make stuff up and pretend there's some positive outcome if we're not sure like I think we both are pretty honest in our approach of how can you handle the pandemic with your shop mm. but we're also very data driven and I remember having to like put the data in front of my people and going like look people are actually burn more than they were last year at the same time mm. if you let the news and the fear like make you think that it's time to close your shop, you're just not going to make sales at all because your shop will be closed. <laughs> but yeah. if you keep in the game, like stay in the game, there's actually, there was a lot of shops that were doing even better. There was lots of opportunities, a lot of new products that you could make that were selling really well. And just generally, uh, it hasn't actually collapsed. Like the e-commerce retail industry has been doing really well because people were at home and like, you know, not buying uh, takeaway food, not going to restaurant, not going and actually spending money in other ways. So it's been, um, yeah, it's been good, I think, in this way to have to be the, the positive person for others because it forces you to have a more optimistic approach to how this was enrolling and actually, you know, yeah, I, I've never felt like business was going to go down. 
mm. say. I've definitely had days like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not like multiple days in a row, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's actually been possibly one of the best years ever for online retailers. It's forced people to shop online who may not have shopped online previously. That's well, kind of so, like a revolution of sorts, isn't it? It's, it's like, totally yeah. is. oh, P.S., this is something that people like <laughs> us have known for about a decade. And now yeah. everyone's like, oh, you can shop online. Hey there, Maker. Are you loving the podcast as much as we love bringing it to you? If so, we'd love to talk to you about becoming one of our supporters. You can support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Depending on your level of support, you can get perks like behind the scenes and extra special content, including video, a link to your shop on our website, and even a shout out on the podcast. Every month, we also release a secret podcast episode available only to our platinum patrons. Just head on over to thebusinessofmaking.com slash support. We hope you're enjoying the show so far. This is where we got to and uh, we continue the conversation next week in part two of this episode. That'll be episode 93. I hope you can join us for that. And we'd love your feedback as well. As we said in the episode, make sure to come over and join us on Facebook, uh, thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash Facebook. And you can join our community and uh, tell us your story of how 2020 was for you. Hope to see you there and I'll see you again soon with another episode. Thank you.